No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Always More TV and welcome to my kitchen here. It's nice to be together and if you want to get the Word of God and a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, we'll jump right into our lesson. We've been on a series on love for the last few weeks and it's just been a powerful time and the more we get into this, there's always more. The Holy Spirit just keeps showing us more on love. Today's lesson is going to be out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're talking about what love does and does not do. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into our lesson. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every person who is tuning in and spending time with us today in your word. We pray the word will saturate our hearts, saturate our minds, and will change our life in a powerful way. And we give you all the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You sound great today. All right. Well, we are looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is actually called the love chapter. And we looked at that in one of our programs, but we didn't quite break it down and spend some time in this uh, particular chapter like I felt like we needed to. And the Lord put it on my heart to go through this chapter and to give you the things that love does do and the things that God's love doesn't do. And these are characteristics that we need in our life. I told you that when Edward and I were married, we actually had the pastor read this chapter over us at our wedding ceremony. And I know many of you may have done that as well. And it's a very special chapter to us. And also, you can go and plug your name in where it says love and just allow the Holy Spirit to challenge your spirit to come up to that level because I know I fall short and I know many of you feel like you do too. But the more we get the word in us, we know according to Romans 12 and 2 that the word transforms our life in a powerful way. So he is changing you. He's changing me right here, right now as we're looking and digging into his word. Amen. All right. So if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, not going to read it consecutively today, but I'm going to give you the list of what Paul says that love does. And then we're going to look at what love doesn't do. Number one, love suffers long and is kind. In other words, love and that love of a parent, that love of a spouse is what sustains us over the long haul. Love is long suffering. Love can put up with situations for a very long time. And we can only do that through the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, you can't um, have behavior modification to love people the way Jesus Christ wants us to love one another. Oh no, we can't just drum it up on our own or um, have a 30-day program where we learn to love one another better. You know, those things may be helpful in the short term, but in the long term of life, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to help us love one another like the Lord would have us love one another. So love suffers long and love is kind. Number two, love thinks no evil. Oh, wow, this challenges me because... 
you know, there's times if somebody does something to me or does something to one of my kids, and you mamas know what I'm talking about, it's a challenge not to think evil or to think I'm going to get that person back. They better watch. They don't know who they're messing with. You know, sometimes I'll say that. They don't know. They don't know who they're messing with. Well, see, that's not the characteristic of, of the love of Jesus Christ. Love thinks no evil. We don't try to get people back. We don't wish other people would fall or bad things would happen to people. And those are thoughts that sometimes will come to our mind that come from Satan himself. And we know that Paul said we are to pull down those strongholds uh, through the blood of Jesus and the word of God, that we don't have to, that thought may come, but that doesn't mean that it came from us. It comes from Satan himself who's trying to plant those thoughts of evil, thinking evil in our minds. So love is the opposite of that. And really, in the day we're living in right now, we have to learn how to operate in the opposite. When we see so much hatred in the world and so much violence and bitterness and, and revenge, we as Christians, as people of the kingdom of God, we operate in the opposite, which is love. Love rejoices in the truth. Re love rejoices in the truth. When truth is in operation, when truth prevails in our society, uh, in media, in our homes, in our marriages, then we rejoice because truth is uplifting. Love is uplifting. Love will lift us up and will cause us to rejoice. Love bears all things. When you, when you have his love, you can make it. You know, you can stay in love when circumstances are all against you, when they're adverse, when they're not pleasant. And um, sometimes we can think, well, when I get this straightened out, when I get this situation straightened out, or when I get my kids raised, or when I, you know, when my kids are not toddlers anymore, then I'll love. You know, when things aren't so chaotic in my home, then I'll love. But you know, God wants us to bear all things. And sitting here at my breakfast table of over 30 years, still with the little baby fork holes in it, uh, after all these years where my kids would bang the table, many, many meals around this table, many, many um, moments of love and happiness, and many times of, of um, discord or strife, those type things that happen in families. But you know what? We bear all things through love and we, we love people for the long haul uh, through the years. Amen. And then love believes all things. When, when you have his love, you can believe that God is in control. God is taking care of everything. We don't have to worry. We studied last week on perfect love cast out all fear. So love believes, it stays in faith, that things may look bad right now, things may look dark, things may be really concerning, but I know that my God is in control and I'm going to stay in love. I'm going to love my family. I'm going to stay uh, in His joy and in the fruit of the Holy Spirit and we're going to have an atmosphere of His love. And then the next thing Paul says is love hopes all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. And I can turn that back on myself and say, 
Becky believes all things. Becky hopes all things. I, I love to speak that over myself. Hopes all things. When you have his love, you can hope that everything's going to work out. You can hang on to Jeremiah 29, 11 that says, Behold, I know the plans I have for you, plans for hope and a future. That things may look dark, things may look bleak, and you may be thinking, are they ever going to change? Is anything going to happen good to me? But you know what? When we are in Christ and that love fills us, His love fills us, you just know, God loves me. And He's taking care of situations and I'm committing and submitting it to Him. And He said He would cause it to succeed because He loves me. He loves me so much He gave His very life for me and didn't withhold His only Son so that I could live a life full of His victory and His love and His power. So we hope all things. And then the next thing Paul said was love endures all things. He said uh, that you, you believe all things, it, love believes all things, love hopes all things, and love endures all things. So when you, when you have his love, you can endure hardship, you can en endure sickness, you can endure pain, you can endure hospitalizations, you can endure um, difficult times. There were times around this table where I had to believe God for the money for groceries. And I know many of you may be that way, but God was faithful and it was His love and the power of the Holy Spirit that held us through those times. And so we can endure anything, anything in life, loss, death, sickness, pain, difficulty, because we know in this world we'll have tribulation, but God gave His very life so that we could live victoriously and that His provision, His love would wash over us. And um, any, any betrayal, any defeat, any confusion, any persecution that we go through, if, if we just stay in His love, He takes care of it all. You know, we live in such a fast-paced world and a fast-paced life that sometimes we don't ever stop to think about when we feel most love, when other people have extended love to us, have we received it? You may be one of the people watching today and maybe it's difficult for you to receive love. Um, one of the things that has really encouraged me through the years is the book, The Five Love Languages. Some of you may have read that. And actually there's a test online that you can take. We actually sat around our kitchen table one night and um, all of us, all five of us at the time, my husband, me, and our three sons took the test and we all discovered our five love languages. And one of my love languages was um, quality time, quality time. I love spending time. That may be one of yours, but do you know uh, how you respond best to love? I think that's a question that we all need to ask. And then that way we can love others more effectively as well. So that's something that we can just stop and meditate on and know ourselves better so that we can love other people more effectively. When we don't know what we respond to as far as love and we have a difficult time receiving love, it's, it's almost impossible to give love back. So in order to give love, we gotta receive love. 
And so I want to encourage you today, receive love, receive the love of God, but also receive the love of the people around you because there's people all around you who want to extend that love if you'll just open your heart. Open your heart. And our pastor, Pastor Tommy Barnett, years ago used to say, enlarge your circle of love. So I want to encourage you today, enlarge your circle of love and allow people in. Allow people to love you with quality time or acts of service, gifts. We all love gifts. And um, you know what? That's, a, that's another way that the Lord will minister to you. You'll be able to pour back and minister to other, others as well. Receive God's love. Amen. Now, let's talk about what love does not do, okay? These are the things that love does out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. What does love not do? This is where my toes get stepped on a little. I, I don't know if you can relate to this or not. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. In iniquity. And iniquity means gross injustice or wickedness. You know, we don't want to rejoice in that and say, oh, look how bad the world's getting. And, you know, it's just so terrible. It's so, that's almost rejoicing and bragging about it and talking about it and boasting about it. Or when we see wickedness in the street or people hurting one another, we don't rejoice in that. That is not love. That's hatred. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. Uh, you don't look at someone else's blessing and inwardly resent it and be jealous of, you know, what the blessing that God has given a particular person. We don't envy. Love does not parade itself. It doesn't boast about how great I am or my achievements, but um, love is humble. Love is kind. Love is um, broken, a brokenness about you, but love does not parade itself and boast about, look at my great achievements. Now, sometimes I'll boast about my kids. I'm more to boast about my kids and their achievements than I am anything that's going on in my life. I love to talk about my kids. You know, so many of us do that on Facebook. We'll get on there and talk about our kids and their achievements, you know, but, but here the word says that we are, um, not to parade ourselves according to God's love. And love is not puffed up. Uh, and being puffed up means arrogant or um, having a self-importance, feeling like we're way up here and other people are way down here. No, that's not how it is in God's kingdom. We, um, you know, we walk around clothed in the humility of God and His humbleness covers us. And then uh, love does not behave rudely. It does not behave rudely and making fun of others or laughing at their misfortune. You know, we don't want to be people who are behaving rudely. And um, only God's love, only God's love can help us to be those people of, of comfort and of love to others. Love does not seek its own. Oh, wow, only thinking about me and what my mission is and what I've got to do and, and get out of my way and, you know, I, I'm more important than you. You know, I think we even see that on the highways today. You know, you almost feel like you'll be run off the road. People wanting to get ahead of the person in front of us become the me first society. And so this is so counter 
um, productive or, or, or counter so opposite of what God calls us to be in love. And so um, God does not want us to seek our own. Love will motivate us to care, to have that compassion for other people and to um, be concerned about other people, to have a passion for people. Jesus had a passion for people. He wasn't just seeking his own. He was all about trying to help others. Wherever he went, he would stop for the one. And then the last one is uh, love is not easily provoked. Oh my heavens, that's the one I probably deal with the most. You know, uh, walking around and allowing offenses to come or walking around with a chip on your shoulder, uh, you know, sometimes mad at everyone, mad at everything. This upsets you, that upsets you, this stresses you out. You know, that's not love. And so just like where we said perfect love casts out all fear, perfect love also keeps us from being easily provoked and offended and hurt and upset. When we have the love of God, again, I don't know how the Holy Spirit does it, but He just He just keeps us in that perfect peace. And we don't we just let things just wash off of us and we don't get offended and hurt and provoked and and ready to fight constantly because you said this about me or you said that, you know, you believe this and I don't believe that. And so we're living in a society where right now we've got to get back to the basics. These are the basics. These are the basics. Learning about the love of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we've got to learn to stay in love. When the world is operating in hate, we operate in the opposite. And then one of the last things Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is, love never fails. Amen. You think about that, that when everything else seems like it's failing in our life, love doesn't fail. Love, love always wins. When we stay in love, let love be the motivating force of everything we say and everything we do. Paul goes on to say in verse 11, I wanted to close with this. When I was a child, he said, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. So love is a maturing force. When we allow the love of God to enter our heart, to enter our mind, to enter our homes, to come and be the predominant force around our breakfast table, around our dinner table, then we walk in maturity. We walk in strength. And that's what we need in our homes. Our nation needs a revival of love. We need a love revolution. Amen. And you know where it starts? It starts right here, Mom, in your kitchen. It starts right around that breakfast table, that dinner table, 
where we're talking about Jesus Christ, where we're encouraging one another in the word and spurring one another. These are the things that love does. And these are the things that love does not do. So we want to be people who are operating in love. We don't want to be envious. We don't want to parade ourselves around. We don't want to be bragging on ourselves and telling everybody how great we are. We don't want to be puffed up. We don't want to behave rudely. We don't want to scoff at people and, and laugh at other people's expense and make fun of people. You know what? We need to repent of that. We need to be people who say, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for that. Love is not easily provoked, and love never fails. When we're thinking about ways that we can love others well and show love to those that are around us, one of the things I think about every day when I wake up is, Lord, who do you want me to love today? I know there's people in my home, there's people in my neighborhood, there's people all around me. And I want you to think about who are the people in your life who you can demonstrate more love to, who you can encourage today. Oftentimes we can do that very simply with a text, with a phone call, with uh, just a visit, a short visit, just greeting someone, you know, even in the grocery store, there's so many people who are hurting, who we pass by. And if we can just be sensitive to that, if you know, if you, as you're going out to the post office or wherever you're going about your day, just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, will you show me? Holy Spirit, will you help me see those people who are hurting? Oftentimes you can look in people's eyes and see the hurt and see the pain and see the need uh, especially during this time that we're in right now, people are so hungry to know Jesus Christ. They're so hungry to know love. They're so tired of turning on the television every night and seeing violence and unrest in our street. And they're just so ready to receive the love of God. And you are that conduit who can give the love of God. Sometimes it's just in a simple, little gesture, not preaching to someone, not, you know, hitting them over the head with the Bible, just loving them right where they are, whether they're of your faith belief or another background, you know, just love people right where they are and let them know that God is for them and that you're here for them and you love them. That's God's love demonstrated in other people's lives. And the Holy Spirit can lead us and teach us how to do this effectively. He knows every person individually. He knows their likes and their dislikes, and He can give us through the gift of knowledge, He can show us how to love others more effectively than any person ever could. So I just wanted to encourage you today that God is with you and His love can give you that power and that strength and again, it's through the Holy Spirit that He will mature us. We can ask the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the very first fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. And so today I could use more of His love. Can you? I know we all can. So let's just have a word of prayer and we'll believe together that God is going to fill us, especially during these very, very difficult times that we're in, in our nation, in the world. 
We need more of his love and more of his compassion. You know, Jude 22 says, of some having compassion, love, making a difference. We make a difference in this world when we operate in love. And I pray you feel the love of God coming from me and my home to yours today, in Jesus' name. Lord, I just lift up those who are watching today. I pray, Lord, that your love will fill them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Fill me, Lord. Come, Lord, into our homes in a great way. We need you desperately. We need you around our breakfast table, our dinner table. We need you, Lord, as we are together with our families. Let there be a love revolution in our homes that will change the world, Lord. Begin with me. Just say that with me. Begin with me. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step to knowing love because God is love. Love is God. There is no separating the love of God from Jesus Christ. And when we receive Jesus Christ in our heart, He is the one who went to the cross to save us from, from all of our sins. Just give Him your life today. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your love. Change my heart. Help me, Lord, to do the things that love would cause me to do in my life, to be the person you want me to be. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, Lord, and cleanse me. I ask it in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And if you have given your life to Jesus Christ for the first time, we want to hear from you. We would love to be able to stand with you in prayer and uh, to be in touch with you. You can either email us or you can uh, connect with us on Always More TV Facebook. And we would love to hear from you. And if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we would like to encourage you today. Just lift your hands to Him and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my life in a powerful way. Fill me. Fill me with all the fruit of the Spirit and beginning with love. Help me, Lord, to live my life with your love. And I ask it in your holy name. And you know what? The Holy Spirit, the greatest person on earth, just heard that prayer, and He will come in. He is so faithful. He is so good. He will come into your life. He will change your life. He will empower you and strengthen you to love like you have never known that you could love before. And you can endure things that you never believed that you could endure because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we want to thank you for being a part of Always More TV. And we would love for you to partner with us and to be a part of what's happening with Always More TV around the world, as well as Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, which is our missions organization supporting missionaries and mission operations and medical missions and to partner with us in our efforts there as well. And you will be blessed. This is good ground to sow into and to partner with. And we love you. And we're so glad you were with us today. And if you would like to study more on the Holy Spirit, you can go to our Always More TV YouTube page and go back. There's about 70 lessons there thus far just on the Holy Spirit and telling folks all about who he is you don't have to live your life alone he is with you and he will help you to love like no other 
in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we'll see you again here on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.